2: Eat, sleep, fantasy.
3: All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Draft Party USA, a fantasy football podcast. My name is Christian Brito.
1: My name is Jeff.
3: And joining me, as always, is John Chapman. Fuck you, Dale. John, I need to talk to you.
0: <laughs> you motorboat and son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. <laughs> this
1: is awesome. We are hanging out in Vegas at Top Golf with Draft Party USA, and we're having a blast. There are, man, four to five different people dra- or groups drafting right now with very attractive women helping them. And uh, we're just having a blast, man. So today is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to because, one, we're drinking um, quite a bit, and also, there's lots of things to distract us so pay attention to the pauses for Brito because i'm sure he will be lost several times in this episode but we are going to be breaking down just some kind of this or that rankings jumping back and forth and just covering a lot of the relevant fantasy news but the sexy man is here man we haven't done all three of
0: us on a podcast in a while how are you doing del fuck
2: you dale fuck you
0: yeah i don't it's been uh I don't think we've ever done, no, we have. We definitely have us three. But we are live and in person. Uh, I do want to say as an editor, I know the background noise uh, might sound a little different. It's on purpose because we are at a live event here in Las Vegas. So, uh, and it's really weird now because we're all three here and Christian can just stare at me awkwardly and throw me off track. Uh, So yeah, like uh, John said, we're gonna go ahead and go through some of our rankings, this or that. We're gonna play a lot of that. I know John has some news to discuss. Not a whole lot coming out. Maybe just some quick hitters on last uh, the last few preseason games, including Darius Geis. I uh, don't want to toot my own horn. He looked good, um, and uh, yeah, I, he's still a strong running back too. I guess we'll get to all that, and uh, we'll get to all that later in the episode. I just wanted to toot my own horn, and uh, toot toot. so, anyways, uh, I guess we can just get right into it. Unless, uh, oh, don't forget DraftPartyUSA.com is posting this event. Uh, good stuff. Good, especially if you're going to go to Vegas, hook up with a draft party, it's all good.
3: So, If I had to guess anybody that would toot their own horn over preseason football in 44 yards, it would be Dale. What the fuck are you tooting your own horn about? Also, um, this trip has been very fun here in Vegas. You guys should always stay in tune for the things and events that we're, we're doing out here. I've seen John's penis on this trip, which made it a little weird. I don't know why I had to throw that out for this, but I'm still traumatized. Um, it's intimidating. It's not your fault. It's intimidating. It looks kind of like a traffic cone. Um, let's go ahead and get into some of the news, Dale. All right.
0: Well, a uh, couple things. Uh, Well, you know, what? I'll let John do the news because that was his I don't think Christian was listening when I said John has news. So what? And Christian now he's paying attention. Uh, This is a little weird too how we're recording. I hope you guys stay with us because we can't really talk at the same time because we're all together and uh, we have some technical issues early on. So we are passing the mic around. But that doesn't mean you're not going to get great fantasy advice because you'll still get that. So, just a couple things as the
1: preseason week three is kicking off, which, by the way, preseason week three is the most important as far as what it's going to tell us for the rest of the season because this is the dress rehearsal for all NFL teams, probably besides the Rams. They don't ever play anybody in preseason at all but a couple things just that we've seen so far today you know arizona game was earlier Keyshawn johnson is going to be the starting wide receiver um you know they're going to run four wide receiver sets more than anybody else in the nfl so any piece of that starting puzzle you can get and it seems like Keyshawn johnson is going to be the guy there um you know it's definitely going to be christian kirk there's gonna be Larry Fitzgerald and then after that it's just a bunch of question marks whether, you know, they're flanking out tight ends, like what they've shown us there, you know. Kingsbury did this a lot at Texas Tech where he'll put big guys like he had Jason Morrow there, if you want to go really far back. He loves bigger bodied guys, and that's what they drafted as well. So Keyshawn Johnson is going to be one of those guys. His ADP right now is Unbelievably low And an absolute steal That you can get Late in your draft He's basically going Undrafted and standard Or you know If you don't have Like a super deep bench Or you're not playing Dynasty He's free So look to get him Wherever you can And also on the other side Holy cow Dalvin freaking Cook bust off an 85-yard touchdown. Um, So For all those people that were getting Dalvin Cook in the middle to late second round, those days are going to be over if you haven't drafted yet. He is going to creep up into the first round and rightfully so because they have a new offensive coordinator there and they are going to be super run heavy. It's just what's going to happen there. So, Brito, I'm going to ask you this. I feel like we've had some discussions about Dalvin Cook. Tell me exactly where you would be willing to take him and what do you think?
3: Uh, I'd be willing to take him in the group of really high-end uh, RB2s. I know a lot of people see him as the, an RB1. I don't see him that in that vein for a lot of reasons. I think injury is the biggest reason. Um, I, not that I think he's going to get hurt this year, but it's it is a big risk with him. If he can stay on the field all year, he's going to finish the year as an RB1. But I think the biggest concern is injury. Um, So, really, that's all it comes down to. So, So, let me say this. Let me give you a couple names. And then tell me
1: which one of these guys you would rather have over Dalvin Cook. I have Dalvin Cook as my RB9. So, he's too high. So, tell me... Um, Christian's looking at my rankings right now. Tell me which one of the guys I am wrong on. Where? Which one of these guys, Christian? So after Dalvin Cook, I have Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, On Johnson,
3: Leonard Fournette. I'll give, bat. I'll give you one off the bat that you're going to have to move up because, uh, oh, actually, you already did. You're quick with your rankings. Zeke, you already put Zeke ahead of him because um, that situation's going to resolve itself very soon, uh, and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, I like guys like Todd Gurley more than Dalvin Cook. I think you already have the risk built into Todd Gurley's ranking right now. Um, and so if you're getting Todd Gurley at the same area of Dalvin Cook, I think all things considered, uh, 70 80% of Todd Gurley is better than whatever Dalvin Cook's going to put on the field this year. So that's that, that one stands out to me. You've got some question mark guys like Melvin Gordon, whose situation uh, is a little f- uh, more... Dramatic at this point than Zeke's because Zeke's is going to get resolved. I don't think Melvin Gordon's will soon. So that's a big one. Um, And then then it really just comes down to guys of personal preference. So I would probably rather have other guys on this list, but then it becomes really close. So maybe Leonard Fournette is a guy that I would rather have. So right there, you're kind of already slotting Dalvin Cook maybe around 12, 13, 14. Um, that's a little closer to where I have Dalvin Cook, if I'm not mistaken. He's 13th in my rankings, and that's where I feel comfortable taking him. Um, at 13 is probably more or less where I'll have him. Okay, so
0: my stance, I guess we're just talking about Dalvin Cook here. I love where John ranked him. He actually has uh, has Cook ranked a little bit higher than me. I think I have him at 11. John has him at 9. So I'm not going to really argue John's rankings too much. But um, to, to Christian's point, I don't think – that 80% of Todd Gurley is better than 100% of Dalvin Cook. I, and Christian just said 100%. Look, this offense, like John said, it's going to run. Hold one. on. No, you can't interrupt me now. <laughs> I have the microphone. Yes. Anyone. Sure, I understand. Anyways, so uh, Christian's still arguing with me uh, across the table here. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I guys... The whole, this whole, and I'm beating the same drum, and I think everybody can agree that there's so much value at RB two. If I don't think that if Delvin Cook is taken in the first round, I'd be really comfortable with that. Although I do have him as you know the 11th best running back, I'm still waiting you know for those running running back to value in the third and fourth round. So uh, that's my draft strategy that I'm really hoping and grasping to all year. So so let's
1: say you're picking like at the 10 spot or something, and you get like. Devontae Adams or a wide receiver one one of the top wideouts, whoever you like in the first round now You're in the second round and you're looking at guys like Antonio Brown Dalvin cook Mike Evans like whoever else is in the second round. Would you pull the trigger then in the second round for Dalvin cook? Uh,
0: You you know, I I think it's still no I mean, I think if I got somebody like Devontae Adams really late and you know if he goes late somehow I can get Devontae Adams and the Mike Evans and then come back around and get, you know, uh, Derek Henry and, um, you know, Mark Ingram as my RB two, as my RB one and two. I'm I'm okay with it. So um, that's I don't know. That's just where I stand with with the value thing. I, maybe people won't agree with that, but you know, I'd rather much I much rather have a strong strong wide receiver and get guys, you know, later on. Devonta Freeman. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, and Devonta Freeman as opposed to getting Dalvin Cook in the second, so... Anyways, uh... That's that's where I stand. All right.
1: I like it. A little Dalvin Cook talk. Now, another piece of news that's huge. Man, Cam Newton was seen leaving the game in a walking boot. And Ron Rivera, at the end of the press conference, he came out and said, you know, that's all we're going to say really about that is that he's wearing a walking boot. Now, news coming out that it's a mild foot sprain in his left foot. He's expected to be ready for week one, but... This is the thing with Cam Newton in most mobile quarterbacks. How is it, does this affect the way in which you see Cam Newton?
3: Do you rank him a little bit lower, Brito? So the whole point of Cam Newton is you want that floor. Um, He is a decent passer. I know people knock him a lot for that that part of his game. He's a decent passer in the NFL. Um, But you want those rushing touchdowns. You want those rushing yards. And with a foot sprain, they're going to want to limit that, at least at the start of the season. Um, Cam Newton, when banged up, is not good. Cam Newton, when healthy, is a monster beast of a human being, a top five fantasy quarterback. So um, if he's all you have to do is just keep an eye and make sure if he's healthy. If he's healthy, he's going to be criminally underdrafted. Um, but Cam Newton, healthy, is the biggest concern there.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And here's the thing with the Cam Newton rule. It's really, it, it, it's weird. Every other year, he is unbelievable. You know, he's finished third, first, and second. Um, and that's if you skip a year. If you go the other way, he's finished 17th, 17th, and 13th as the fantasy quarterback. So if you're wondering what this year looks like, he finished 13th in 2018, which means Cam Newton should go off this year uh you know I'm, I'm following the calendar why not um he it, whenever he got hurt last year it was his shoulder and it was just awful um but the funny thing is like he still somehow produced decent fantasy scoring um even with an injured shoulder if he is on the field i think that he is so undervalued i have him ranked as my quarterback number nine um Dell, what do you think about where where would you take Cam Newton? Let's say you're staring down, you're looking at guys like Cam Newton. Um, let's see here, Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees, Goff, Trubisky, Lamar Jackson, all those guys. Where does he fit for you in that category?
0: Well, I love Drew Brees, so I'm going to put Drew Brees ahead of all those guys. But right after that is Cam Newton. I'm not concerned. I'm really not concerned about Cam Newton. I mean, he's there's not many injuries that are going to sideline him besides you know stuff that, you know, Is just crazy major stuff. But um, I don't – this foot issue isn't going to – plenty of time to heal. They're saying he should be ready. Not an an issue. I mean, Drew Brees, probably most consistent quarterback of fantasy of all time maybe. I don't know. But um, Cam Newton I have no no worries about, and he should be going right after Drew Brees, those guys. What is uh, – let me see your quarterback ranking. Your – because I would probably take – I'm just looking down the list here at John's uh, Fantasy Pro's rankings. Where can they find those rankings, though? You can find all the rankings at eatsleepfantasy.com. There's a button, a little link for rankings. eatsleepfantasy.com is a website. Uh, so looking at his rankings here, he is Drew Brees at 11. Um, he has Kirk Cousins above him and Cam Newton one spot above that. So uh, I mean, all right around there, that 10 through 14 range is where you're probably going to see Cam Newton most of the time. Um, So which even if like you're looking at his
1: bad years like worst case scenario That's where he's gonna finish. So he's his his ceiling is unbelievable. His floor is very very high So even if you're getting Cam Newton in that 10 to 14 QB range, he's going to return value. You will not be disappointed
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. He will he'll return value for sure. All right, so uh, What about the news with Jordan Reed? Uh, concussion
1: So Jordan Reed is scary, right? And this is a problem that we have in just sports in general because this is like a fucked-up situation. (laughs) Um, He has had concussions, I believe, in six different years of his life um, and multiple concussions twice in that time. So um, if you remember the last time that he had a big-time concussion, I think it was 2017 off the top of my head, and that's when he he missed a lot of time. So... It's not out of the realm of possibility that he never plays again. Um, once you get that many hits to the head, it's – it's. I don't know. Uh, it, it's one of those things like, yeah, it affects fantasy, and I'm going to move him down my ranks uh, big time. He uh, He's basically going undrafted in most standard leagues, but he's a guy like if you draft him right now, he might not
3: play. So if you're drafting this weekend, it's an issue. It's really hard for me to cut in with a joke here. I'm sorry, but that many hits to the head might as well call him Patrick Chung. Cocaine. Co- cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. He's been spending a lot of time uh, in Miami, apparently. So yeah, no, the Jordan Reed situation's actually pretty scary. Um, I would not put it past it could, it, if it if it is a concussion, because uh, obviously he's, he was being evaluated for that. Um, he could be out for a significant amount of time. Um, I do want to jump now and talk a little bit about Mike Evans because John will not stop saying Mike Evans over and over again. He, usually,
1: we do a lot of prep, and like we share like a Google Doc, and I don't have to like see Christian's face, which is beautiful, by the way. Uh, he's a very attractive man. Uh, he did see my penis, and it's it's going to affect his rankings. I think I moved up in his rankings. Um, but here's the deal, Mike Evans. I feel like is not getting i hate mike evans let me just say that first off if you looked at my rankings last year i was i had him so bottom of the barrel because i didn't really believe in the team however with bruce arians there i absolutely love mike evans and i know that he killed it last year he's finished as a top 10 wide receiver every year he's been in the league finishing eight nine four and eight um in the last four years like this dude is gonna ball out and oh my gosh Bruce Arians with a huge wide receiver and a strong arm quarterback I don't believe they're gonna win a lot of games but they are gonna air the fucking ball out I love Mike Evans I have him as my wide receiver nine man Dell, is that crazy am I too high on him
0: Uh, No, again, this is one of the rankings. uh, I don't know if it's because we hang out so much together or what, but a lot of our rankings are pretty similar. I do want to correct you, John. You were looking at the wrong sheet there for Mike Evans' uh, finishes. Thanks a lot, Dale. (laughs) uh, His last couple years, he finished ninth last year, 17-3-22 and 13, dating back to 2014. So, um, it's still fairly consistent. I mean, since you know, since coming in as a as a rookie, I mean, being in the top 24 every single year. That's still not bad. If you can almost guarantee a top twenty-four finish, which that's an easy guarantee for me for Mike Evans, uh, you know you're you're doing something right. So,
1: and, and I'll say this: like his yards have been on key every year. The only problem that Mike Evans has had as far as fantasy goes is touchdowns. Well, guess what? Bruce Arians is there. He loves to throw the ball in the red zone. So uh, if you go back to all those years where Larry Fitzgerald was just an absolute beast, even though he was. 45 years old it was when bruce arians was there when bruce arians left larry fitzgerald dropped down dramatically
0: so it, you have to take into effect who's calling the plays and what his targets are going to be yeah okay so talking about mike evans we do this or that episode right going through the rankings uh some guys that i'm looking at right around mike evans would be juju smith schuster keenan allen ty hilton amari cooper uh of those five guys mike evans juju keenan allen T.Y. Hilton or Mari Cooper uh, How would you rank those So I'd put Juju ahead of them Outside of that
1: I'm taking Mike Evans over all of those guys You know if we look at first off Keenan Allen I love Keenan Allen and PPR He's he's The best possession wide receiver in the NFL. He's a possession wide receiver with upside. So uh, you go back to those kind of Jarvis Landry days. He's going to get so many targets as long as Phillip Rivers is there. However, the touchdown guy is Mike Williams. So, that yeah, exactly. And I'll say this about T.Y. Hilton. Like, again, he's a huge yard guy. But not a lot of catches and not a lot of touchdowns. With Mike Evans, you get the best of both worlds because he's going to have more targets than those guys, more yards than those guys, and if his touchdowns just move up a little bit, you are getting – I would not be surprised if Mike Evans finished as the wide receiver number one overall this year. So, like, I think that is a a possibility. I don't have him ranked there, but I wouldn't be shocked if that's where he ended.
3: Yeah, I'm going to pretty much agree with those rankings. I I think Juju, for me, would be first there because I think he has the best opportunity of this group. Uh, I think, even more so than Mike Evans, I think Juju has the best opportunity of this group ceiling-wise, right? To kind of just fill into that Antonio Brown role, and obviously Juju was amazing last year. Um, Other guys on this list are a little capped in that respect, so... T. Y. Hilton can come out and be amazing. He can lead the league in receiving yards, but he's gonna have four or five touchdowns. So that just really caps T. Y. Hilton's upside. Even if he, he's probably gonna ball out yards-wise, right? He's going to be up there. He'll be probably within if if he has a good year and he's healthy, he'll be a top five receiver in yards potentially, but not get there for the touchdowns. So. Uh, probably my my three in order, very similar. Uh, I would actually put Keenan Allen the lowest on this list. Uh, that might shift in a full PPR. I will put Keenan Allen above T.Y. Hilton. Um, but this year, I just think that there's going to be a lot of options on the field for the Chargers. They're going to be a great offense, but Keenan Allen will not get the target share that he's used to. So I'm going to put it in the order of Juju. Mike Evans, TY, then Keenan Allen. Dude, I love that. And you know what else I love?
1: Nitrogen Sports. If you are a Bitcoin betting mamma jamma like me, I what, I love it. Uh, it's addicting as hell. But Nitrogen Sports is one of the best uh, sites that you can bet on. All you have to do is head over to eatsleepfantasy.com, click on the banner that we have there. It's going to direct you to the site. And here's what's awesome. One, is super easy to get your money in and get your money out super, super fast. And because it's a Bitcoin betting site, you don't have to go through all the hoopla or whatever else of if your state allows this type of gambling or not, because it just, it doesn't affect you. So head over there to Nitrogen Sports. Uh, again, go from our website and you can bet on everything, whether it's esports. you wanna bet on cricket, Football futures, whatever—it's all there. So again, head over to eatsleepfantasy.com.
0: Click on that banner. Head over there. Yeah, John. Let me just add in really quick. If you—if uh, you guys are going to do an NFL survivor pool this year, uh, this is—you sign up using our link, you automatically get entered to ju- to join the survivor pool, and you can actually win money from it. So it's a no risk, high reward. Uh, if you're if you're good and you can pick them. Uh, why don't you go try it out? Make sure you click our banner on uh, on the website and uh, check them out. Nitrogen sports. good good people over there. so uh, and they support the show and we hope that you help uh, you help support us. All right, so what I want to do now is uh, we we've kind
1: of covered you know a quarterback, a wide receiver, and a running back. I want to jump over to the tight end position. and I think one of the players that's most polarizing and people don't know what to do with is Jared Cook. If you look at what he did last year, like with the Raiders, he was unbelievable because he was the number one target there. Once they traded away Jared Cook, and we'll talk about Wal, uh, David Wallner a little bit later. But if we if we look at what he has set up now for the Saints, here's the deal: we've seen Drew Brees utilize an actual receiving tight end in Jimmy Graham. I don't think that Cook's anywhere near that talented, but there is not a lot of competition for targets there. It's Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, then Ted Ginn. So I really do think that Jared Cook has an opportunity here to be – He would you be shocked, Dale, if he finished, like, tight in number five? Dale's getting a drink as we are ordering. This is awesome. Uh,
0: yeah, I like uh, – what, what was your question about Jared Cook to me? Do you think – would you be shocked if
1: he finishes, like, tight end five or better?
0: No. and Well, and that's – I was talking about this earlier with somebody. The tight end position, you have a multi-touchdown game, and you're automatically in the top ten pretty much. There's not a lot of room for, you know, being eliteness except, you know, for the top three obviously, and that's why they call them the whatever, top three, elite three, whatever you want to call those those, uh, tight ends. And then you're looking at guys like Jared Cook. Look, am I crazy? And I know there's a lot of hype. And I'll ask this to Christian. Am I crazy to be higher on Jared Cook than I am with guys like Vance McDonald, Austin Hooper, Delaney Walker, Trey Burton? Because
3: I I have Jared Cook ranked above those guys. Uh, I have Jared Cook higher than that. I have Jared Cook in the group with O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram. That's where he belongs for me. Um... I think people are, for some reason. I understand this. I understand this offense is going to go through Michael Thomas. It's going to go through Alvin Kamara. I think there's a really good chance that Jared Cook is the number three on that team, and that is significant. That's significant. Look at the fantasy value of whoever is the number three for Drew Brees over the years. So, I mean, last few years it's been Mark Ingram. But if you if you go back. Drew Brees used to love the tight end position. Jimmy Graham in his heyday was Jimmy Graham because of Drew Brees. So if Jared Cook can just be physically what he was last year, if he brings that to New Orleans, he'll finish the year as a top five tight end.
1: I'll say this too, and before we finish kind of with our tight end discussion, um, I do want to talk about the Raiders. You know, they just – where Jared Cook was last year, and he finished as the number five tight end last year. Here's the deal. Darren Wallner. This is a guy that... Waller. Waller. Sorry. Darren Waller. I'm not drunk yet. I'm tipsy. I will be drunk shortly. But having said that, this guy is an absolute freak. And it's really weird because it's like the hard knocks effect for a lot of people. Whenever they see these players perform on hard knocks, they shoot up rankings. But here's the, here's the problem. I've been high on Darren Waller for a while. He's super, super athletic. Really, he's got an interesting story, to say the least. Uh, basically, almost out of the league, uh, drug, adu- drug abuse, and lots of other just kind of off-the-field issues. But nobody has ever doubted this kid's talent. He is an absolute wide receiver that plays tight end. And so... It, We've already seen the Raiders and how they utilize the tight end. This guy is going to get peppered with targets. Um, he's, <laughs> Brito's over here yelling like he's free. He, you can get him anywhere. If you wait on tight end this year, that's fine. Get a tight end early or just the last pick, get a tight end. You're going to be able to claim this guy off of waivers probably week one after that. He's going to be like he's going to be in the discussion as a tight end one. Like he is absolutely incredible. Dale, kind of talk me through just a little bit. Am I crazy? Like
0: should I calm down a little bit? No. And again, nobody's. It's so hard to get tight ends right, and it's it's easy to get them wrong because the the point discrepancy is all over the place. Like I said, a multi touchdown game for Darren Waller to say he has two touchdowns week one and two touchdowns in week four, that's going to put him as a tight end twelve pretty much. I mean. Of course, if you know, if you sprinkle in, you know, a few other games with maybe one touchdown here and there, it's easy to become a tight end one in this league. So, and it's it's hard to pick them. It's it's easy to pick the top six. It's really hard to pick the next six, and especially you know when there's so many tight ends. I mean, you have guys like you know, him, Mark Andrews from Baltimore, uh, you know, Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph, all those guys could easily be tight end ones. You know, just with a couple big games, so. Uh, I I hate ranking tight ends because I know it's so crazy.
1: It, and it's fun. I want to jump back real quick. You know, we're we're here hanging out with Draft Party USA, and it's awesome because there's so many drafts going on right now. The draft right next to us, Mike Evans just went in the third fucking round. Like that is an absolute steal. And so I, I just wanted to say that because let's say there's a person that perhaps you're not really that high on. But, like, let's say Antonio Brown or whatever, value is undeniable. So even if there's a person that you're like, you know what, I'm not an Antonio Brown guy, I'm not a Nick Chubb guy, whatever, fill in the blank. However, there comes a point where if you are on the draft (laughs) clock, like it's your pick, and you have that type of value there, even if you don't like Nick Chubb or whoever else you want to put in that category – do not run away from players and so it's funny in the NFL draft you know teams will take players completely off of their draft board as a fantasy player or a fantasy owner you cannot do that Um, at some point every player has extreme value. so do not get into your mind oh I'm not gonna do this or I'm just gonna do this because once somebody like that drops to the third round holy freaking shit that guy is going to dominate so um, as I turn this over to Brito, I do want to say when you're drafting, just be present and pay attention. Just because you don't like a guy does not mean don't draft that guy. Uh, if, if he
3: falls, you scoop that up. That's insane value. Absolutely. So um, John just basically gave you a deep, free guy that you can look at before, and then re-brought back up Mike Evans because he's obsessed with him for some reason. It's
1: weird. I, yeah. I, I, hate, I hate Texas A&M and all their players, but I love Mike Evans.
3: Yeah, so we were talking about tight ends. Just want to throw that out there. And you got back to Mike Evans. So can we just continue and we'll go. We'll, uh, I just want to close the conversation with Darren Waller real quick and just say with tight ends – You gotta if you're not gonna get one of the elite guys, I think it's worthwhile shooting your shot on a deep dive like Darren Waller. A guy like that that could blow up and could be something for free, right? So let's say you don't get one of the top three guys, let's say you don't even get one of the top six guys at the tight end position. I'm perfectly happy getting a guy that will probably be consistent but never great all year in like Delaney Walker and then really late going for like a deep dive that could be something like Darren Waller. So I would do something like that, especially if I have a league where there's extra bench spots, if it's a deeper dynasty league or some shit like that. Where is the risk? There's none. So we've gone over this before. Fantasy football is all about a numbers game mitigating risk early. But when you get later, just take some dives just figure it out, and this will probably be your last fucking pick before you draft a, a, a defense and a kicker. Just go for it, man. Just rock out with your cock out. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right. So, do you guys want to go ahead and cut this short? And uh, you know, because we are live, and I don't know how many people are going to put up with uh, put up with all the background noise and stuff. So, I hope we gave you tons of value. Uh, Really good suggestions on tight ends, I think. Uh, It sold me on Darren Waller for sure. Why not? You know, when you're talking about free players, he's free, like Burrito said. So, uh, yeah, I think that'll wrap it up. Uh, Hold on. Christian just wants something.
3: I just want to make sure that we're wrapping up the episode, but also um, for the purposes of human overpopulation, for the purposes of not having to pay child support, just wrap it up out there
0: unless you want to start a family, which is a beautiful thing.
1: Is it? Is, it, is it? <laughs> uh,
0: So guys, again, thanks a lot. Uh, before we do go, I do want to remind you guys, John mentioned it, Nitrogen Sports. Uh, don't forget to go on our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. They are the number one Bitcoin betting site online. Uh, they're, it's so easy to use, I've used it. Um, so easy to exchange money, uh, you know, once you've kind of figure out, if you don't know, the, uh, the exchange stuff with Bitcoin. Once you figure that out, it's really, really simple. So, uh, I highly urge everybody just go check it out. Especially for the free NFL Survivor pool that we have going on. You go to our site, click the banner, you entered the in the uh, NFL Survivor pool, and uh, you actually win money. And then you could use that money to gamble on uh, better stuff. If you like fantasy football, you uh, you're gonna like betting, you know, point spreads and all that stuff. So, go to our website, click the banner for Nitrogen Sports. It's good stuff over there. Uh, and I think that's going to wrap up the uh, episode here, guys. So for John Chapman, the high school football coach, for the big poodle, <laughs> Christian Brito, my name is Dale, and, uh, yeah, you are the big poodle. Yeah, that was your nickname. So
1: is Dale, is your nickname uh, sleep during nighttime, like don't go out in Vegas? Is that your name? <laughs> I uh, was very tired. I had one hour sleep. We've been in Vegas for two nights. Dale hasn't been there for one it's
0: stuff beyond my control, John. <laughs> okay? Uh, He's yeah.
1: getting old. We are the old, retired people of fantasy football.
0: <laughs> for Christian Burrito, John Chapman, my name is Dale, and uh, special thanks to Draft Party USA for uh, hosting this awesome event that we are here live in Vegas. So, guys, I uh, hope you have a good draft weekend if you're listening to us on the weekend. If not, uh, have a good one, we'll talk to you guys soon. Later.
2: Yeah. Eat, sleep, and